This week's Parsha is a continuation of the story of the building of the Mishkan. But whereas in last week we discussed primarily the different vessels and parts of the Mishkan that were created, this week we discussed primarily the Kohen, the Kohen Gadol, um, the garments of the Kohen Gadol, and how the Kohenim became inducted into becoming those who serve in the Mishkan, and ultimately in the Beis HaMikdash. Um, so the Kohen Gadol, of course the first Kohen Gadol, the great Kohen Gadol, was Aaron, Moshe Rabbeinu's brother. According to the teachings of Kabbalah and Chassidus, Moshe and Aaron have two um, unique but different functions in what they're doing for the Jewish people. Um, interestingly, the Zaher calls them the escorts of the king and the queen. Meaning, just like when we have a wedding, so the Chassan and Kala are escorted to the chuppah. So we have the king and queen is a metaphor for Hashem and the Jewish people. And they're being connected through the help of Moshe and Aaron. But their functions are, Moshe is the one who brings Hashem to us. Moshe Rabbeinu brings the Torah to us from Hashem. Moshe rep- represents the man of Hashem, so to speak, bringing him into the world, bringing him down to us. Aaron, on the other hand, represents the man of the people. He's bringing us closer to Hashem. He's helping us uh, raise ourselves up and come closer and more connected to Hashem. Um, and that's why Moshe is connected to Torah. Um, of course, Moshe is the one who brought us the Torah. Torah is the divine wisdom being given to us. And Aaron is connected to Tefillah, which is where we pray, where we express ourselves, and we raise ourselves up and to, to the spiritual, to the godly, and connect more to Hashem. So that's Moshe and Aaron in general. So focusing in on Aaron, Aaron's primary job in that generation, and ultimately throughout the generations, because Aaron is his neshama, is an ongoing um, power that connects us to Hashem. So is to help us um, ins- be inspired and uplifted and connected. So let's look at a couple of points in this parsha and see how that plays itself out. The first thing in the parsha that's discussed is the menorah, that Aaron lights the menorah. The menorah is, of course, the candelabra of seven uh, seven candles, seven lights. Baalaychas haneirais, Aaron ignites and brings up, makes those candles flicker upward. Um, and according to Chesidus, the candles represent the neshama of a yid. The Pasuk says, Nir Hashem nishmas adam, the candle of Hashem is the soul of man. So all of us have that candle within ourselves, all of us have that neshama, but sometimes it's concealed. Sometimes the neshama's desire and yearning and flickering upward is somewhat subdued. It's subdued by the body, it's subdued by the animal soul, it's subdued by so many different distractions. So when Aaron is kindling the menorah, what that means is he's helping us reveal the neshama that's within each and every one of us. And there are seven candles, there are seven midos, seven different types of yidin. That's, far, that's as far as the menorah. But more interestingly, in the Pasha, there's the, in great detail the clothing, the different garments of the Kohen Gadol. And in those garments, there's actually two of them where the names of Klal Yisrael, or the names of the 12 Shvatim, the 12 tribes, are inscribed. And both times they're on stone. So we have, we have the Choshen, the Choshen, which is the breastplate. And there there's 12 stones, one stone for each tribe. And each one was a different type of stone, different sapphire and different ruby. And in each one was inscribed 
the name of one particular shevet. Say Ruven, Shimon, Levi, that's the 12 stones of the Cheshem. But in addition to that, there was also the two Shoham stones, the Avne HaShoham, that he wears on his shoulder, one on each shoulder. And in one of them was inscribed six names, or six tribes, and in the other was inscribed the other six. So these are the two places in the actual garments of the Kohen Gadol that the names of Klal Yisrael are inscribed. Again, on the heart, on the cheshen, the breastplate, and on the shoulders in the Avni Hashem. And what does all this represent? And here we have something very beautiful, and that is the following. We said that when Aaron kindles the Menorah, he is dealing with the fire of the neshama of every Yid, and helping every Yid um, express and reveal the neshama, the fiery yearning of the neshama. So that's fire. Fire represents the neshama. But in the clothing, he's wearing stones. Now stone is really the very opposite of fire. Fire is the most spiritual of the elements. Fire is bright. Fire is warm. Um, whereas stone is heavy, stone is inanimate, has no life form whatsoever. So stone represents the lowest of elements in this world. And yet, the same Aaron who lights the fire of our neshama also deals with the stone within ourselves. What is the stone? So if the fire is the neshama, the stone is the body. The stone is the animal soul, is the part of us that seems to be spiritually totally disengaged, not attached, the physicality, the materialistic parts of ourselves. And Aaron doesn't just deal with the menorah <coughs> within ourselves. He doesn't just deal with lighting the candle, the fire of our neshama. He also helps us with refining the physicality of who we are, our animal soul, the stone. And it should be noted that the stones were shining stones. They were sapphires, they were pearls, they were rubies, because the idea is to make our animal side, our bodily side, our physical side, shine as well. And that's why in addition to the Menorah, he also carries our names on stones. But, one last note, there's two types of stones. There's the stones on the shoulder, there are the stones on the heart. And what's the difference? And the way it's explained in Hasidus is that when dealing with refining the animalistic side of ourselves, there's really two basic steps. The first step is when we just suppress that those animalistic desires, when we tell ourselves no, we use that power of discipline, so we haven't transformed them, we haven't really made them yet holy, but we suppress the animal, we suppress the, and the selfishness, we suppress the negativity within ourselves. That's expressed by the, so, the stones that were on the shoulders. The shoulder is part of the backside of the person. It's not one where there is revealed um, energy or feeling. It's just like the back. It's just, it's just there. It's there. It's tough. And that represents when we deal with the animalistic side of ourselves, not in a way of transformation, but rather in a way of suppression. In Hasidic terminology, that's called iskafia, to suppress the negative side of ourself, allowing for the positive to shine. But then there's a higher and greater form, whereas when we're actually able to harness those animalistic sides of ourselves and those different emotions that we have, 
and transform them and harness them and use them in a very positive and holy and beautiful way. And then they're powerful. And then each animalistic um, feeling or desire or emotion that we have actually becomes a shining holy power because we've transformed them positively. And that's represented by the stones that he wore near his heart on, on the chayshen, on the breastplate, where here he's able to take that stone, that, that part of us that's very seems very not spiritual and very not holy, and transform that and use that um, in a very heartfelt way, in a very beautiful way, in Kedusha, in holiness. So therefore, in summation, we have here Aaron Akoyan, who is inspiring and helping a Yid on three levels. The Menorah represents helping us on the spiritual level, on the, God, on the soul level, helping us inspire that inner fire that we have within our souls. And that's what he's doing with the Menorah. And then he's helping us also on our more physical and basic and material level, our animalistic level, and there in two ways. The stones that were worn on the shoulders represent that suppressing the negative before they're transformed. And then the stones that he wears on his heart, the chayshen, which is um, one of the holiest parts of his garments, is when we're able to actually transform and find the beauty and the holiness and the goodness within that which was animalistic and selfish to begin with. And all of this is the kayak that we receive from Aaron HaKayin, the first Aaron HaKayin, and from him throughout his generations, as he's called one of the permanent, everlasting shepherds of Klal Yisrael, shepherding and filling our neshama and our body with these abilities and koiches to see to it that we're able to utilize and fulfill our godly mission in this world. Have a wonderful Shabbos.